Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Welcome to ABG, Asian Boss Girl, a podcast for the modern day Asian American woman. My name is Helen. I'm Mel. And I'm Janet. Twenty twenty is proving itself to be a challenge. On a larger scale, the world is facing a global pandemic that is trickling down and unveiling an ugly side to our country. From the lack of resources in our healthcare system, the shortfalls of our government, and ignorance from our leaders, the fall of our economy and its effect on American citizens, the fight for racial equality, the unfortunate rise in racism as a whole, the list goes on. All of these things happening in the world, whether we want to admit it or not, affect all of us on an individual level. Through our conversations with each other and with our loved ones, we realize there also exists a feeling of guilt. Guilt that tells us that we don't deserve to feel sad or down because someone else is going through something worse. But now is not the time to ignore the voice in your head that separates your soul from your ego. With all the time we're spending at home, battling safety and our own sanity, it has become increasingly important to learn to listen to ourselves, all parts of ourselves, the bright and the dreary sides. Because only then can we learn to bring light into a world that otherwise feels dim. So today, we're going to be talking about how we're finding positivity and hope during this time. All right, ladies, to give our listeners some context, we're going to need to ask the overused question. How are you both doing? <laughs> this is Helen's least favorite Love question. Favorite question. <laughs> so I'll go first. How am I doing? Honestly, uh, it really varies from week to week and sometimes from day to day and sometimes from hour to hour. <laughs> I feel like it's been a bit of a roller coaster. And I think we talked about this in our uh, episode when COVID first happened and everything. Um, and I would say from that time till now, now that it's been, what, five months? More than five months? Yeah. March, April, May, June, July, August. Six yeah. months. Six months. Six months. Oh, oh, my gosh. gosh. I, I, f- I feel like reflecting back now, I noticed that in mid-June, there was a very distinct um, change where I kind of feel like I went into autopilot. Like I kind of stopped thinking too far into the future or trying to plan and envision anything um, for the remainder of the year because uh, I think it was a little bit of like a self-protection thing, I think, to like stop yourself from expecting something and then not maybe having that expectation Mm -hmm. met. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. if it's just kind of a way to cope or deal, but I would say that that state has kind of lasted until my current state. So Mm. in some ways I feel like I'm a bit on autopilot and I'm kind of just like trying to focus on short periods of time in front of me, like what's happening this coming week, Mm. the next week, and then only going so far out as like a month or two out. It's, It's very like how I feel and how I'm doing changes a lot from minute to minute, day to day, week to week, and I'm just kind of trying to focus on what is in front of me. So not the best, not the worst kind of, Kind of like that. I don't know. There's a quote from um, 
Panda, the panda movie, the cartoon <laughs> one. Pan- I thought you said Panda Express. Yeah, the, the Kung Fu Panda. Okay. Is that the turtle is like, today is called a present because it's a gift or some shit like that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's a good point, Mel, with like what Janet is saying, that sometimes you just have to focus on the present versus I think normally we're, I don't know if I'm coupling all of us into this, but I am mostly like future looking to mm-hmm. give myself hope and happiness yeah. for the present. But I think to what you're saying, Janet, if you're not finding a future in or stability in what is happening in the state of the world right now you do kind of have to focus on just like what is happening today what is next Mm -hmm. what is next and just continue going on like step by step so i totally feel you on that but for me um i think both of you know by now like i freaking hate this question of how are you doing and i knew mel freaking wrote this into the outline because (laughs) when i saw it i was like oh i hate this question um i think at the end of the day i'm kind of just like yeah, all of this sucks. Like COVID sucks. People dying sucks. Our president sucks. Our economy sucks. Anytime you turn on the news, there's very little glimmers of hope these days. Mm. So the question of how are you doing just kind of like sets off this little explosion in my head of everything that is going on in the world and how it's impacting me. I feel like I'm honestly that little emoji with like, it's a bomb in its head. It's just like, Mm. anytime someone asks me that question, I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) And everything sucks. To answer the question, I'm making it work, I guess. I'm, I'm keeping myself busy. We've been very busy this past month with ABG. And also I've been keeping busy with wedding planning stuff. Um, but these past months have been tough. I definitely hit like a very low point of feeling, for lack of a better term, like bored. I can't remember the last time pre-COVID that I felt bored or had the time to even feel bored, you know? And it's not like I'm bored in the sense of, I'm bored of the work that I'm doing or I'm bored of this show that I'm watching, that kind of bored. It was like a, I feel like a sloth. I feel like I have no purpose. Mm. And I realized that I hate that feeling. I think that's one of my fears is to become very complacent and very stagnant in life. And it was a reminder that I just, I never want to be in this like bored state. So I've been finding ways to keep myself busy. Mm. What about for you, Mel? When I think of this question that, you know, I put on the outline because I know this would annoy Helen. <laughs> it reminds me of... Does that give you happiness? Is that the answer Mel's, to today's Mel's yeah, trying to make question? us feel our feelings. Yeah, honestly... Because Helen and I are not very feeling type people. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's actually probably one big reason why I want to do this episode because I'm a huge feeler. And I'm like, all right, ladies, we need to talk about our feelings. Physically and mentally. Just kidding. <laughs> yes, very, both. <laughs> I think of one time Helen mentioned this, like probably like last year... When I asked you how you're doing, you're like, I feel like the big F word. I'm like, fucked? You're like, no, just fine. Like, Mm -hmm. just fine. Mm. And I think that's the perfect word to describe how I feel. It's just like, it's all right. Like, Mm. and I can see why that question would annoy you because you're like, what's the point of asking this question when honestly I feel the same? It's like, you're not going to get a change in how I feel. So I understand you're like, ugh, this this question's so annoying. But I also think of what Janet was like, you live in a moment. I do also, like, I think me and you, actually all three of us, in, like, inherently are very future thinking mm-hmm. like i'm not gonna lie i'm really excited about helen's wedding like that's giving me some kind of like ooh feeling in my stomach <laughs> whenever we talk about you know your wedding dress or things like that it makes me really excited so even though i do feel overall just fine i find myself like being excited for little like things to come mm-hmm. like your wedding or honestly like, christmas like i know it's so mm. many months away but i'm like okay i'm gonna like decorate the fuck out of my apartment <laughs> to feel some fucking kind of joy yeah, <laughs> yeah feel yeah. jolly and shit you know yeah so overall i'm feeling fine mm-hmm. big f yeah so now that we've kind of discussed a little bit about how we're feeling presently let's kind of try to remember back to when covid first started 
Um, how would you ladies describe your like mental state around, I think this is like March, mm-hmm. mid-March? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that feels like so long ago I now. Know. It's Ages. difficult to like recall those feelings even. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was mid-March. And uh, during that time, we had a lot of excitement for ABG. Mm-hmm. We had all just quit our jobs. And we had just done a speaking event for Asian Hustle Network up in the Bay and helped Bopomofo with their uh, pop-up at Stein's. And I remember feeling good. You know, there was, it was like a very excited but scared um, feeling mm-hmm. when you sort of go through a major transition in life. Mm-hmm. So going into ABG full time. Um, but I remember also just feeling, despite feeling very passionately about what we were about to go into, there was also no stable ground to sort of just like stand on. So we still had to build the foundation for us to feel confident in what we were doing. Um, and I remember during that time, I was just very much questioning my decision to leave a stable job for something that is on the opposite end of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's where I was. How about you, Mel? Um, I kind of think of this in like two different ways, like on the ABG front and then on like a personal level. You actually bring up memories. I, I forgot about that we were up for an event. And I remember um, even though it's like the scary feeling like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. There's an excitement, like anticipation, like, oh, I can't believe we just took this leap of faith, you know, and it was really exciting. And like, I had like glimmers of like, I have a feeling, I have a strong feeling that something maybe good is going to happen for us. And um, yeah, it w- we were up in the Bay for that, for an event. And um, I remember feeling really confused because I think at that time, um, shelter in place was just announced. COVID was kind of becoming more of a topic everyone t- was talking about. And so I, I feel like I didn't really understand what was going on in terms of COVID. And so I stayed longer in the Bay just to spend time with family. And I remember Essa was like, okay, everyone has to be on lockdown. And on a personal level, I remember getting into fights with my parents because I mentioned the COVID episode, how I realized that I'm someone that really likes my independence away from my family sometimes. And it's because it's been over 10 years, but my mom and I were fighting because she was like, I want you to stay home. And I was like, dude, I've been out for like a week now. I need my space. So I was on lockdown with my friends. And so it was hard for me because I hate fighting with my mom and like being having any tension with my family because you guys know like I'm pretty much on good terms with them. Mm-hmm. So that was like glo- like looming on my over me. But in terms of like being in quarantine, I didn't mind it so much, honestly. Um, because, it, you know, you guys know I'm pretty much I'm home. I am a homebody. I love like binge watching shows, staying at home, like being cozy wear all the time. And um, I don't I don't remember a time before COVID that I had, I got to do that for a long periods of time because we were always busy. We were traveling for ABG. We had an event every week and it was fun. It was like very lively. And I was like, oh, this is so nice to actually have downtime, right? Um, So I didn't mind it, but I was also just like trying to figure out stuff with my family Um, on an ABG front. Even though like we had all these big plans in place, I thought we pivoted really quickly and adapted pretty pretty well right away. We had a lot of goals in terms of like, you know, we had a lot of in-person events we wanted to do and like um, college speaking events that we were really excited for. Uh, and we, of course, at COVID, we had to like halt those things. And I don't think listeners really know this, but with the onset of COVID and shelter in place, we actually lost a lot of advertisement. So it was a challenging time also for us because here we are just quitting our jobs and all of a sudden like financially, like stability is just also getting pulled right underneath us. So we're like, shit, what the fuck are we gonna do? But I do think on, on like from the start, we did pivot really well. Um, but that was the reality of what happened. On the social front, um, as I was trying to figure out what the fuck COVID is and like dealing with my family and being an SF, all of the, all of the racism and the uh, videos towards Asian Americans started like climbing and it was really sad. And a lot of people DM videos to us, to our ABG account. And I remember looking through all the DMs and I'm just like, 
this fucking sucks. And the, the ladies know this, but I'm someone that is not really confrontational and it takes me a while to process things. So seeing all these videos and these articles really just paralyzed me and I didn't know how to respond. I kind of just felt myself kind of like slithering away and just like, okay, I'm going to just be quiet and like kind of be silent and just like be in quarantine with my friends and just not say anything because it was a lot to process on top of like, what is COVID? What is this pandemic? What is shelter in place? What the fuck is my mom saying? All, all these things are kind of just like, I was feeling, I felt bombarded. So on that end, it was mentally a little tough, but um, yeah, I just felt myself becoming more quiet. Mm. On the social front, I remember feeling fortunate that I had you two to lean on because I, you guys always reassure me like, hey, Mel, like it's okay. I think as you guys know that I had the tendency to feel an obligation to respond to everything and feel mm. like I'm doing my my duty as ABG and as a social person to, to respond. But you guys are both like, hey, Mel, just like make sure you're okay. Yeah. You know, this is very kind of scary what's going on, but you guys were, you two were really reassuring towards me. So I really appreciate that. So it sounds like what I'm hearing is you were experiencing a lot of different mental states. Like there was excitement for ABG, but then there was also like a lot of anxiety and strangeness of dealing with all the COVID stuff. And then with Helen, there was like this big life event Mm -hmm. that you, like a huge change and you're like excited, but you're kind of like, oh fuck, is Mm -hmm. this the right direction? Um, For me, I think that because I kind of left my job a little bit before Mm. you guys, so I had already been having a couple of months where I was adjusting to the idea of doing, working, spending more time on this, right? Yeah. And I think probably from like past times when I made changes, um, I go through a lot of the questioning back and forth before I make the decision. And then when it, when the decision is made, I kind of try to stop thinking about it. Mm. It doesn't mean that it, like I still have like secondary thoughts that come in, but the way that I try to like negotiate with myself is I'm like, okay, don't don't analyze and don't make any decisions until like a year or two into it kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I was, that kind of is like where my state of mind is with like ABG. So when we started like in March and we were had all this activity, I was like, okay, this is good. And yeah. I tried to not like think too much about it. But then when all the stuff with COVID hit, um, I was overtaken by trying to process all the stuff that was happening in the world mm. and trying to also like, you know, um, understand with my parents what was happening, how they're feeling, being worried about my sister because she was still going to work and all this uncertainty also for everyone about like what this thing is, what the virus is um, on a biological level, like being safe, but then also like socially, yeah, like oh, we're all now sheltering in place. How long is this and what are we doing? Mm-hmm. And um, so I feel like my mental state was a very like kind of roller coaster from <laughs> March until now. I went through a huge anxiety inducing period and then it kind of evened out and kind of like Mel was saying there's something about sheltering in place that I kind of enjoy yeah <laughs> to some degree I was like okay this is um once I kind of hit my groove into into like you know uh my schedule um it, I felt kind of more like balanced uh but then I think a couple of months in the reality of not being able to interact with people like um mm-hmm. and of really having to only remain in my small space really started to get to me and I felt like this kind of like depressive state setting in um and then also I think for for ABG this is now like a couple of months in and we were when we first started I agree we pivoted very quickly we tried to figure out what's happening and I feel like we got to somewhat of a nice schedule but then it started feeling like wait is it plateauing or mm-hmm. are we are, are we in the right direction are we focusing on the right thing and I think all of that comes into play with like also me feeling like okay it's stable but then like is this the right thing and then you start to question and um and then and even though I tell myself like don't don't let yourself fall down like give it another you know give it full time and then you can analyze after a certain point but if you're sitting at home and like all you're doing is staring at your computer you know it's hard to not kind of like start to question your decisions or like how how we're doing what we're doing yeah um and then 
but then we have, I feel like we've always been very good at communicating with each other and not only in our work, but also personally how we're doing, because this is a very, this is unprecedented, right? Like everyone's going through adjusting your work, your life, but also like, yeah, like mentally and personally, what does, how does, how is this affected like all of our personal plans for ourselves, mm-hmm, right? In this mm-hmm, coming year. Mm-hmm. And so I think we've always been very good at communicating about that. And since we talked things through, then I felt like, okay, the last like couple of months have been a little bit more like it's a better cadence and I feel more balanced, but I still know, like when I said, how are you doing now? It's, if, I feel like it changes week to week, day mm-hmm, to day. Mm-hmm. I'm, I feel good about like what, where we are and what, how things are right now. But I'm also trying to just like focus on, I guess, short term what's in front of me because I'm afraid to make long term plans at this point. I think mm. because I tried to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then I feel like I get, yeah. It's almost like a need to manage your expectations now. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes, I don't know. And then sometimes I wonder if it's just like, maybe I just need a break from thinking big picture. And mm. then maybe in a month or two, I can start thinking about that more again. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's, it's kind yeah. of a strange, in a strange place right now. As you both were talking about, you know, what you're going through previously, it kind of brings back memories. Because I remember Helen, like, you know, you're mentioning that this is like a big change for you. When we started ABG in March, or when COVID started, like, I remember feeling like this is such a momentous occasion for Helen because... You mentioned to us, you know, you were in your career for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And I remember you telling me and Janet, you wanted to, go, wanted to go home to Boston, right? And then kind of like take a breather and then spend time with family. And I remember when, when COVID started, mm-hmm. I was like, fuck. I, I also felt as a friend, I'm like, I really wish she could go home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even just, I yeah. remember like celebrating with you. Like so oh, many things. Right. Yeah, we didn't get to do that because the moment that we were supposed to be like, you know. Oh, yeah, I was so sad yeah. Oh, you brought back sad memories. Oh, no, no. <laughs> no. Just kidding. No. <laughs> but I mean, I think it's just, yeah, like understanding kind of how, how big of a thing this is, right? It, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I totally forgot about that. Oh, yeah, oh, damn, add that right <laughs> to my answer <laughs> pre-COVID. <laughs> no, but I think sometimes like when I hear, like when all this, when we're talking about how we're feeling and, you know, dealing with ABG, I, it's also a good reminder that, you know, at the core of it, we really are just really good friends and we feel like when you said we do a good job of communicating I think we do it because we truly care I do feel like since we work so closely together like your feelings or for me you're both you're both your feelings and when you guys need feel like a part of me as well mm-hmm. so when I feel like you're not getting it, I feel kind of like damn part of me feels like fuck I feel kind of let down like I wish yeah. she got that or I wish she did that mm-hmm. too you know yeah. so no thank you and I, during that time like you both were very supportive I mean it's it's also one of those things where I think I'm just a type of person to put my feelings secondary yep. to other people's feelings like uh, very much so mm-hmm. right um and so when i had quit my job it, and there was no real celebration for it mm-hmm. it felt like that was kind of uh taken away from me because it was a almost a decade-long career at this one place and we couldn't celebrate yeah and, and then i think to myself like okay this is a very selfish thing like why do you need to celebrate this thing you know why do you need to put yourself in this position of like a party mode and like everyone like you know come out and drink with me because yeah. you know i, I want to buy you all drinks and buy me drinks too and shit like i went through like a crazy yeah, you know <laughs> job um and that didn't happen so um i was kind of like fighting with, with myself during that time of like why do you care so much about this mm-hmm. i got to conclusion of you should care about these big momentous occasions because these are like big milestones in your life that you should celebrate like life is about celebrating the things that you either accomplished or feel good about mm-hmm. so um, I tried to tell myself not to take that feeling away from, from me. But you both were very much there to help me celebrate despite, you know, not, 
you know being in covid mode and, and all that so i appreciate that yeah we'll do a proper celebration at like the one year anniversary <laughs> hopefully um, by then we can it'll be one year ce- uh, anniversary of abg that's what we're <laughs> celebrating that's actually. true but i think what you said is actually really good things for our listeners to understand because one you shouldn't shame yourself for feeling a certain way because it's i do think you need to understand your feelings to one like I guess, understand your feelings and do something about it, right? I think in this case, it's reflective of your values. Like mm-hmm. when you said, um, like, to understand why do I feel so passionately about this, yeah. it means that you were really proud about those 10 mm-hmm. years that you spent. It's like 10 years of your life that you really dedicated and worked hard for. So if we, it's like the signifier of all this effort mm-hmm. and of all the things that you value. That is like incredibly important. Yeah, I agree. And I, was, I think even just on a friend level, I, I got to understand you more when you're expressing these things to me. Or to me and Janet, because I feel like, like, okay, we know this is what you value. And like, for us, when we celebrate with you, it even means more because we get you. You know mm. what I mean? There's a level of like, I understand why Helen, this is so important to Helen because she values this and she puts so much time to it, you know? And so to our, also to our listeners out there, like, yeah, share with your friends because it's like, you're like unlocking this other level to your friendship, you know? So I would encourage to open up and share your feelings, even though people might be afraid or hate talking about their feelings. Yeah. Raising my hand. <laughs> <laughs> but I think this also, to me, for our listeners out there who probably also had big personal life milestones that happened during this time when all this other shit is happening in the world, like, take the time to think about that. Like, what was yeah. happening in your life personally around March, April, May, and honor that you have been affected by that, right? Because mm-hmm. it just, like, suppressing it and not knowing that's it will come out in some other form. Yeah, there is something to it, too, where it's, like, a delayed celebration is still a celebration. So don't um, wipe that away as, like, a this is never going to happen again. You can always celebrate in the future. Wearing a mask is something we should all be on board with right now, but finding a good mask can be tricky. Some don't fit right, some are made from really uncomfortable material, and others can get dirty very quickly. And as if finding a good mask for ourselves as adults isn't challenging enough, try finding a mask a kid will keep on. I know this has been a challenge for my sister Annie and my niece and nephew Riley and Tyler. For our parents out there, we're excited to share with you Crayola School Mask Pack. Each pack comes with five comfortable cloth masks, and all masks are built with a 3D design, a form-fitting nose wire, and adjustable ear straps. Their masks are machine washable and come with a mesh laundry bag for convenient cleaning and a calendar to track daily usage so you and your little ones can stay organized. As an added bonus, Crayola School Mask Pack will donate a portion of your purchase to a charity of your choice that supports kids who have been impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. We're recommending the Crayola School Mask Pack to you and all the other parents we come across. Get your family the Crayola School Mask Pack today at schoolmaskpack.com abg. That's schoolmaskpack.com abg. There are days I want to feel sexy and dress up, even if it's just to go pick up takeout. Shapewear for Shaper Mint is there to smooth me out, feel comfortable, and boost my confidence. Because when I feel confident, I feel empowered. I can easily find the perfect shapewear for my body because ShaperMint.com has all the best products and brands. They have tanks, shorts, bodysuits, and more. Shapewear for every occasion. Shapewear from ShaperMint gives us a polished look and a long-lasting comfort, no matter what you're wearing. The three of us got the high-waisted leggings and the everyday high-waisted Shaper shorts, all of which gives us the confidence and the comfort that we love. Unlike the leading brands, Shapewear from Shaper Mint is super affordable. In fact, it's almost half the price of competitors. 
In addition to the everyday discounts and promos Shaper Mint has on their website, we have a deal just for our listeners that will save you an extra 10% on your order. But you must go to shapermint.com ABG and use our code ABG. That's S-H-A-P-E-R-M-I-N-T dot com slash ABG, code ABG, to get this exclusive listener added discount of an extra 10% on your order. Shapermint.com slash ABG, code ABG. Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swathers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swathers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swathers absorbs wetness better than a leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With free and gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Well, Jana, can you share with us um, how you're doing now that shelter in place is our new normal? So I feel like, like I said, that it's been kind of a a bit of a roller coaster of different phases. And for our working style, because we are now, uh, you know, fully focused on ABG, when quarantine started, we, everyone was like in their own homes, right? So we were meeting on like Zoom, like virtually almost every day. Um, and while that was nice, like, I honestly think that was like the saving, that was the saving grace for me. Cause it was the only human interaction I was getting because I don't have any, you know, roommates or anything, yeah. but it still was not like real, real human interaction. Right. And for us now in the, since like, um, there's been a bit of change in the last, like, was it month? The last month or so we've been start, we've started to, um, because we're like being very careful about wearing masks and we're testing pretty regularly. And we're also knowing that we're not really interacting with other people on a daily basis. So we now meet in person two to three times a week. And I think for me, that's been a huge shift because mm-hmm. I feel like it adds more variety. It adds, um, like human interaction <laughs> dynamic. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like meeting in person has been like a huge game changer for, um, how I feel like I'm dealing with the new normal because I'm, it's more sustainable, I think, this way to have like human interaction and for us to feel more like motivated when we're in person. Cause yeah. I think it's like hard, like we can get it on Zoom and we can be like, you're working on this, you're working on that. But it's very different when like we're sitting next to each other yeah. and we can like problem solve something on the spot or mm-hmm. talk something through. So I think our new normal now, just in the last like month and a half or so, has been a lot better for me personally. Mm, I agree. Same for me. Same. I remember um, when you're talking about like interaction. There's one moment recently, I think Janet was passing me something like a paper and she touched my hand and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this feels so nice. <laughs> this is smells actual feeler side coming <laughs> yeah. out. I haven't touched anyone so long. Except my elbows. That's not the same. <laughs> elbow <laughs> on elbow? You know you need to bump someone on the elbow? It's like, hey, thank oh, yeah, you. Yeah. Oh, Instead oh. of hugs now. No one hugs me. Like Aww. when Helen, when Janet, like, like the little brush of the hand, I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> most action you've gotten this year no seriously why did your eyes just roll back (laughs) it felt good you know i think i also like accidentally like touched your leg i was like oh helen you have stuffed legs (laughs) yo you have phil we we i have this is true i have a stuffed animal that doesn't like it's 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 whoa 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 no one touched mel's stuff yet (laughs) 
How about you, Helen? How how are you doing now that shelter in place is our new normal? We're like six months in. Mm-hmm. I think I'm still trying to find stability. Um, I've been doing a lot better these past couple of weeks. I mean, when I hit my low point of feeling extremely just like hopeless and purposeless, like I mentioned before, I had come to you ladies to talk about it. And it was uncomfortable for me because one, clearly I don't like talking about my feelings. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's clear actually, but I don't like talking about my feelings. <laughs> and two, I think a big part of why I felt stuck was because like you had mentioned, Mel, COVID hit our business just like it hit any small business. And it felt like we were doing almost the bare minimum to get by, mm. which led me to think, you know, what are we actually trying to accomplish here? And it was a difficult conversation because I'm aware of the state of the world. I'm aware of both of your you know, mental health and how nothing is motivating about being stuck at home all day. Um, but I came to you both and basically said, like, I want to hit the gas on picking up momentum again. Like, I knew that I needed to get going in order uh, to get myself out of this like hopeless place. And sometimes it feels really selfish to ask for what you want, despite knowing the circumstance of what everyone else is going through. But I think it was very important for me to vocalize it. And I, I don't think I do it enough. And I definitely don't do it confidently. But this past month, I feel like we've been hella busy. And yeah, some nights we'll be staying up to like 3am and working on the weekends. But to me, that's made me mentally feel so much better. I know that sounds crazy, but I think when our like livelihood now depends on this podcast, my my fire sign, my type three is going to come out to make sure we still succeed in in all of this. As I was like kind of thinking through this, I was also wondering, like, is my worth tied to my work? I don't think it is. I think I realized that my worth is tied to many things like self-love, self-confidence, but it's also tied to my growth and my relationships. And I had to remind myself like, oh, wait, to that the fix to my hopeless and feeling of like that boredom, that slothness was exactly what I had outlined my values to be, which is growth in passions and excellence in, in life, in the things that I do, in addition to being able to take care of my family and my friends. So yeah, I think I think knowing this, I felt like I had a grasp on how I could refine some of that happiness. So now that I've grown accustomed to this new normal, Every day is a bit different. There's definitely still downs, but on average, I feel like I've been, you know, doing okay, keeping busy with ABG, but also planning like social distance coffee breaks or picnic catch-ups and and longer hikes. Janet and I went on one. That was kind of tiring. (laughs) We woke up at 3.30 a.m. Freaking A, we did. (laughs) We woke up at 3.30 because we were going to do this hike called the Bridge to Nowhere. Yeah, with a, a, it was supposed to go through like lots of water and everything. And so we we wanted to get early start. We got some like water shoes beforehand. That were not cute. (laughs) Not cute. Very functional. It was definitely function over fashion. (laughs) Yeah, and then we ended up like going on a steep ass hike, rocky, sandy, instead in yeah. the water shoes because okay so the hike was closed yeah i don't know if we said that <laughs> but, but yeah anyway we woke up at 3 30 for a hike that was closed um but it was so fun you yeah. know like just being outdoors i think that's where i get a lot of my energy from other than that i've been like cooking a lot like six out of seven days of the week if not seven i love experimenting with new recipes while catching up with like lester holt or putting on a trashy reality dating show in the background or something like that mm. um, and also like picking up trying to pick up tennis i've played twice with philip and definitely get a workout in trying to fetch my balls that I hit out (laughs) of the freaking fence. And then also another thing that I realized brought me a lot of happiness this past week, I woke up at like 7.30 in the morning to do an 8 a.m. virtual workout with my friend Melly. And I know that sounds crazy because I'm a night owl. I am not a morning person, but I felt that was maybe one of the happiest days that I had Mm. in like the past 
few months maybe yeah because i woke up early felt good about myself 9 a.m was at the grocery store getting groceries and all the produce was fully stocked (laughs) and (laughs) that is a struggle nowadays it is yeah it is and there was no one there and all the sale items are still available (laughs) (laughs) so and then like the rest of the day we had we had a productive work day at night, I just end the night with like a home-cooked meal, eating with Philip, watching The Office, catching up on our day. And I realize that these simple things are actually what bring me like true happiness now. Mm-hmm. Just feeling productive and grateful for the things that I do have. So yeah, those are sort of the ways that I'm dealing with the new normal now. I kind of wanted to go back to Helen, what you were saying about like um, having to like, or going through the mental processing of like, questioning oh do I place my personal value in work because mm. I've definitely had some of those thoughts mm-hmm. as well yeah like with everything that's been happening I'm like oh should I be like am I just diving into work to kind of like distract myself or is mm-hmm. this like also like why does it matter so much yeah but it's really important like you said to figure out like what what is the deeper thing that it means to you right mm-hmm. and also like you bringing up that conversation with us I felt like I really appreciated that and mm-hmm. I think we talked about this but it's like what you're feeling, chances are we are feeling parts of that as well. And for me, at least, I knew like I just didn't quite, it hadn't processed to the point where I could articulate it. Mm. So when you express those feelings, I was like, I'm right there with you. you yeah. know? And I, so I really appreciated. So I think that's, it's just like talking about your feelings. Thank you, Mel, is helpful. <laughs> <laughs> but, I was yeah. so awkward when I brought it up, though. No, I was like, my head was down. I'm like, hey, guys. Really? <laughs> I, I felt that way when I was you talking. Didn't, you didn't come yeah, off that way at all. It didn't come off awkward. I felt like it was a very like kind of, say what's in the room that we might not be calling out and for me it was just because like I almost like didn't quite recognize it yet yeah. it just like something felt off but we didn't really know like what so having you pinpoint it was like really helpful and I feel like it was it was very critical in helping us like shift right and adjust mm-hmm. again so thank you thank you yeah I think going back to what you were saying about the whole like um when you tie your worth to too I think I had always felt that it was tied to my work just because I mean like working at the job that I did, it was, it consumed me. So I was like, oh, this is who I am. And so the whole thing about like, how are you feeling before COVID and the transition, it was extremely heavy on me because Mm -hmm. I thought that my values were tied to my work. Mm -hmm. And so not having this ability of a stable job made me really question myself. But now I think that I've dug deeper. I realized that my values are not tied to my work, but it is the growth aspect mm-hmm. of always wanting to constantly be growing, whether it's in relationships or in, in my work or whatever it is that I'm doing. And in thinking, sort of changing that perspective, I'm finding that I can be overall just happier because I can find growth in things that are not just mm. work related. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, that is a very, it's a very powerful thing to, to think through. For anyone kind of going through, I'm sure everyone's like kind of careers and jobs have been affected by yeah. everything that's happening. So I think it's it's actually kind of a bit of maybe blessing in disguise for you to really think about like what it is that truly motivates you, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. How about for you, Mel? How are you doing now that the shelter in place is our new normal? I guess I'll talk about ABG first because I think Helen, you know, you brought up a really good instance where you brought up like, I think I need to press on the gas pedal. Mm-hmm. You both brought up really good points because I remember with ABG, I feel like we hit a lull. I feel like I was on auto- autopilot just mm-hmm. doing the work and I didn't know why I felt off until Helen's like, hey, I'm not feeling like quite right. I think we got to like accelerate. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I think when you ask that question, it's able to like kind of pinpoint like, oh, I'm not excited about the work. I mean, that's be- it's because it feels so like, you know like mm-hmm. it was just like going this like similar pace that didn't excite me mm-hmm. i think when you brought up that situation i was like oh shit and i started to evaluate reevaluate what drives me you know and i think during our conversation and it really helped honestly doing the enneagram test and the disc test mm-hmm. that we'll probably talk about in a different episode but i was able to understand both you guys and how you both work 
And I identify that for me, I'm someone that I really need to understand my why Mm -hmm. or else I will not have motivation. For me, like I can't push the pedal unless I know, unless I know why am I pushing the pedal? Unless you know where you're going. Exactly. Or like, Mm -hmm. I want to feel like I'm heading somewhere. And I think when Helen brought that up, I was like, okay, I was able to actually ask myself and then ask you guys like, Hey, what drives you? Cause I need to know why are we doing this again? And I think after we had that conversation, I was like, yo, I'm back in. Like, so my seatbelt strapped. I'm ready to go, you know? And if you think about it, you know, we're three women, three really actually different women that come from three different industries coming together, trying to build this synergetic relationship, right? And it's difficult. And I think people assume that we get along really well. Our business will be kind of fine and dandy because we're friends. But the working styles and our working, like, languages and stuff is very very different because you come from different worlds and so we're all coming together trying to figure this shit out right Mm -hmm. but like you know like both of you guys mentioned we're really good at communicating how we feel even though you know you're like you said you're hesitant i didn't feel that way at all so i think right now with abg it feels like a new sense of like spark and like we're driving we're like no we're not cruising we're like fucking like accelerating at the right speed limit that we won't get pulled over <laughs> this car metaphor though is <laughs> going really far yeah the, are you the fumes and the gas too that come on the back uh, um i don't know what that is uh, <laughs> <laughs> but i'm also and the driver amongst us three like who drives the true. most oh, true, 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 true. True. which i appreciate yes. I, i'm not a fan of I, I don't have a car yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm feeling really fulfilled with abg it's a little like scary because you know i definitely feel there's like a drop in terms of like industry, like, you know, podcasting, it's, it's hitting a little, it's, it's a little different right now because, you know, no one's commuting and we used to get a lot of listeners do commutes, but in terms of the projects we're working on, I feel this sense of excitement and I feel joy and happiness. You know, I think that's something that I'll share in like a second, but it was, hard. it's hard for me to find, you know? Yeah. Um, so I guess I'll just segue me into my personal level. <laughs> Segway myself. I just picture a Segway. Room. Now you're in a Segway? Now you're in a Segway. We're still in the car, Mel. Get back yeah, in the car. Right. Sorry, I pulled over responsibly and then I opened up my truck and I pulled out a Segway <gasps> that I borrowed because I can't afford one. Wait, are we Are we like, is there a rope connecting the car to the Segway? And then... Yeah, now you guys are driving. No, you guys are waiting for me to loop around and then I'll come back. Oh. Okay, this is becoming this a weird is, idea. Why, what are we doing while we wait? You guys are sharing your feelings. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but... On a personal level, I don't know the fuck we went from automobiles to, I don't know, but... You're on your Segway. Yeah. How are you doing on your Segway? Segway is taking me to the personal level. And even though this feels like right now, shelter in place, what, six months now? It feels like the new normal, but I could feel myself getting restless. You know, honestly, you know, I still grab groceries, you know, do the park thing, grab boba, you know, wearing a mask, doing all the right, pre- the right precautions and safety um, recommendations. I still, it feels like, everything feels like the same. You know, I'm like, oh. I feel like I wake up, do the same thing, and the weekend, I do the same thing for excitement. So it feels, like, mundane for me. And, like, you know, when COVID started, I threw myself into, like, shows. Like, I love binge-watching things. I, like, fell in love and got obsessed with Crash. But now I'm, like, not obsessed with anything, and it kind of makes me sad. I'm like, what? Is, mm. is there anything else I can watch that, you know, makes me excited? So, and, like, it felt like my homebody side was telling me that, like, Mel, you had enough. You know, moments like this makes me really realize, like, I think I really am truly an extrovert. Because I, mm. I felt for the longest time before COVID started that I was like, oh, I think I'm becoming introverted. No, I'm fucking extroverted for sure. And um, in terms of, like, loneliness, um, I actually went back to the Bay Area for my for Father's Day to spend time with family. And I, you know, got tested and all that stuff. But coming back home that time was a new feeling of loneliness because I remember entering my room again in L.A. and feeling like, this feels so weird. This feels foreign. I don't want to be back here. I, th- I think it's because everything felt the same for the longest time. 
And I remember calling Janet because I think you expressed this feeling before. And I was like, I feel really down and I don't know why. And I think she shared with me, like, you know, you live alone. So the sense of loneliness, you like, it feels like, I don't want to say it feels familiar, but you mm. understand that feeling. Living alone already is, can be lonely at times, yeah. but it's intensified when you have to shelter in place. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's hard because like, you know, the people around me, like they do have like, significant others and because I'm just like oh I wish that like I had someone to like quarantine with because yeah. it'd be nice to like cook with someone or like talk about like oh this is how this is how my day went or uh watch look at this funny video you know and not saying I need a man or whatever because I really don't uh, but you know how nice would it be <laughs> like how nice would it be to have a companion yes I think, I think that's, that's a huge distinction that's the thing. it's not just having another body like a roommate but it's like because you're at we're at a place in our life where we would like to be dating and meeting someone and yeah. that's kind of also been put on pause because yeah. of covid agentbossgirl.gmail.com <laughs> There's our our, uh, our our plug. Yeah, always always plug. <laughs> our weekly plug. Our weekly yeah. plug, yeah. But it feels like, you know what I'm craving? I think the type of loneliness I'm, I'm feeling is like I'm craving intimacy more. Not saying like I want to like do the dirty, but like. <laughs> but you do. But, but also. Yeah, but also just like I want someone to like touch my hand. <laughs> Sorry, this sounds weird, but it's just a different type of loneliness that's yeah, coming yeah. out, you know, and. It kind of felt like I wasn't necessarily depressed, but it's like a kind of like a low level sadness. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they do. There's research that people say that, um, what is it? Not like having your relationships in your community is what prevents or like is what keeps good mental health, mm-hmm. right? When you don't have a lot of like relationships or interactions or community, yeah. um, it's very easy to kind of, you know, yeah. get depressed. No, for sure. I, I think I miss like human interact, like human to human, like in person, because I'm pretty sure everyone feels this way. Like, at first with COVID, it's like, oh, everyone's on the Zoom parties. Now you're like, oh, I do not want to go on another Zoom party because I'm going to have to, like, sit there and, like, everyone, only one person or two people could talk at the same time. You're just like, I'm just sitting here listening and, like, I can't touch you. I'm just looking <laughs> at your digital face and I don't want that, you know? Because I already had enough of that, you know, the past few months. So I'm just kind of over, like, the whole, like, digital, like, Zoom things. And, I mean, I do enjoy FaceTime here and there, but it's just not the same. Like, so that loneliness is, like, in me i'm on the segue again now and i'm leaning to mental health after going through that i made it a priority to go back to therapy and i think we started um probably back i started back in april and uh, i currently use better health which is a partner for abg and you know listeners get 10 percent off your first month with the code <laughs> wow, ABG10. seamless plug here <laughs> sorry abg10 yeah abg10 <laughs> um so i was talking to my therapist about feeling lonely and she said it's you know it is a very common feeling that people are feeling right now with shelter in place and I had this um, I was telling her like um, I had this observation that I made about myself I was telling her like I feel like I'm not getting the right type of stimulation that brings me happiness and she was like okay um, it sounds like you're not getting enough new experiences and I was like oh interesting Um, because I feel like I was like she's right you know why am I feeling so restless being at home I think it's because pre-covid I don't mind being alone but I got to like go to the mall by myself watch a movie by myself go have lunch by myself outdoors Mm -hmm. and so right now I'm always by myself, but I'm by myself in a house. So it's just like, okay, I'm enough of this. So she's like, you know what? I think you just need new things in your life that could spark interest or joy. So I was like, okay. So with that in mind, um, I started um, creating a list, which I'll share later. But yeah, so mentally, I think I'm doing better because I feel like, yes, I finally know what to do with my feelings because you guys both know that I'm a strong feeler physically and emotionally and everything that when I feel off and I can't identify what I'm feeling, it really throws me off. Like I like, I'm someone that I feel first before knowing, but I like to know what I'm feeling. So when I don't know, it really just like, it makes me feel kind of unstable because it's something that's part of me. Like I usually can identify how I feel. So after talking to my therapist, 
I'm able, I'm, I'm really happy she's able to, she gave me like kind of tangible things to do. So really quickly, um, I was reading this book called Everything is Fucked by Mark Manson. And, you know, like I mentioned, I like to identify how I feel. He mentioned in this book that the opposite of happiness isn't sadness, anger. It's actually hopelessness. And so when he mentioned that, I was like, oh, shit, this is actually what I feel. Like, this is what I feel. I'm not sad. I'm not angry. I just feel like I'm losing hope. And so when I read that statement, I was kind of like, a little relieved to be like, okay, this is what it is. And I could share this with my therapist. And I think through that conversation and through identifying what I'm feeling, I was able to like find tangible things to really take the right steps forward. And she also shared with me again, like this feeling of hopelessness. The result of this is that people are seeking professional help. And, you know, I think right now the next challenge for everyone after they identify is this feeling, the feeling of hopelessness is like, what do I do now? You know, that is the next challenge. Change and transition can be good but stressful. As women who have navigated the various transitions of our 20s and 30s, whether they be related to career, relationships, or identity, we have found that talk therapy is a proactive way to manage our mental well-being. ABG is partnering with BetterHelp, an online counseling service available to our listeners worldwide. They assess your needs, match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating in under 24 hours. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. Personally, I work the best with weekly video meetings, and I found a therapist who has really helped me. I have close friends I chat with, but sometimes you can gain amazing insight and support from talking to a professional. BetterHelp is also more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. Visit BetterHelp.com ABG10. That's BetterHelp and join over 800,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. That's BetterHelp.com ABG10 to claim a special offer for ABG listeners. 10% off your first month. I have a question for you, ladies. Besides a mask, what do you never leave the house without? Um, my eyelashes. Okay, what two things besides a mask do you never leave the house without? It is the age of devices, and if you have a phone, you are almost never without it. In fact, there's a high chance that you're listening to us right now on your phone. For an item that we are so attached to and travels everywhere with us, the case you dress your phone in makes a statement about who you are, whether you intend it to or not. We recently started using Casetify phone cases. They have thousands of styles and designs for you to choose from, including collaborations with artists and designers, from Sarah Jessica Parker to Pokemon to the Rolling Stones. The three of us have very different tastes, and we are all able to find cases that we like. You can even create custom cases with your favorite colors and text. Their cases also have military-grade drop protection and will keep your phone safe through drops of more than 6 feet. Go to casetify.com slash abg to get 20% off your new phone case. That's casetify.com slash abg for 20% off your Casetify purchase. Right now, you know, all three of us kind of shared a little bit about, you know, ways we're trying to find happiness or hope, you know, whether that's activities or, like, mindset changes. But is there any, like specific tangible things you ladies are doing now to make sure that you're finding happiness mm-hmm. in our new normal. I thought back to other periods in my life where I maybe have gone through a bit of challenge and how I um, work through kind of maintaining hope or, or getting through. 
And a lot of it comes down to like basic self-care things, right? Like moving your body, eating well, um, getting good sleep. And I'll be honest that I haven't been the best at being able to implement those consistently. Um, I still occasionally, like I I try, I notice that when I go outside and I uh, move my body. So like going on outdoor runs is really helpful. I'll still do that occasionally, but I haven't been great about like being super consistent about it. Um, Yoga has also been something that I will do, but then sometimes fall off of. But the one thing that I have been trying to be very consistent with is uh, the meditation. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have found that like if nothing else happens during the day, like literally if I just spent the day mostly like in bed and feeling crappy, if I just meditated two times and I got my two sessions in, it's it's there there's an aspect of like just the meditation itself makes me feel better but also i think it's the idea the ritual that i was able to like keep for myself that's been really helpful mm. and then other other methods that i've used in the past have also been like talk therapy um and i i was actually very consistent about it in the beginning so when covid started every week i would have sessions with um my better help um therapist and abg 10 for 10% <laughs> off your first month <laughs> this is not intentional by the way. <laughs> um yeah no i mean but really it was it was a very helpful service for me um mm-hmm. and now i've kind of dialed it back i think mel like you're saying because once you start to kind of identify maybe what are the things that are bothering you you start to just like you have the tools and you're kind of just trying to mm-hmm. to experiment with things that work yeah. um the other thing that uh, I think Mel, you also mentioned with your your therapist said is like finding new activities or mm-hmm. like I think that's where it feels sometimes I look ahead and I'm like okay this is just going to be life for like how long you know and um, being able to kind of plan either small trips or even having some events like I had a really good friend who got married last weekend and she adjusted her you know wedding to be COVID appropriate so there was a max headcount people wore masks and everything but just having that as a marker to know that within this month I have like one or two things that I like can look forward to or can work towards that's been um like really critical in, in helping me mm-hmm. um and I think the last thing is just like as a basic perspective or mindset like I've been trying to not put a lot of pressure on myself because I think that there is an old Janet that would judge myself and be like if you're feeling crappy like pull yourself out of it right mm-hmm. and what I've learned is like when I'm extra hard on myself, I just kind of like dig deeper into that. Yeah. <laughs> so there, it's been a it's been a learning experience of how to be like um, to not get down on myself when I'm like, okay, I'm not taking care of myself the way I should be with the runs and the yoga and stuff. And I think that when I let go a bit on myself, then I actually am more inclined to kind of practice those things. Mm-hmm. Um, that's true. So that's just something that I've been trying to work through, I guess, on a personal level. I like that. I like yeah. that a lot to let go. We put Janet on the Segway and we drove <laughs> old Janet on the Segway and we drove away. It's like, bye. <laughs> bye, Jay. <laughs> bye, LJ. LJ. Old, old Jay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, who's LJ? <laughs> but how, how about uh, you, Helen? What are, what are some things that you're doing to try to find, um, to keep hope alive, or I guess, and find yeah. happiness? I mean, I think everyone finds happiness and hope in different ways. Um, I do think that to, to truly feel good about who you are, I've realized from this pandemic that the way you choose to measure your worth, kind of like what I had mentioned earlier, does affect your happiness and your mental state. Like if you measure your worth based on your appearance or your net worth or your career, all of these things can have these huge unexpected shifts, especially in a time of a pandemic. So instead of chasing things that are that will like temporarily boost your self-esteem, um, you know, try and measure your self-worth by who you are at your core. And like we had talked about earlier, like knowing what your values are and letting and using that as your guide 
to almost your day-to-day in uh, making sure that the things that you're choosing to do and the activities that you're choosing to involve yourself in are guided by these values. I think I'm generally a very half glass full type of person. I don't usually let like little things boggle me down or the stress of work boggle me down. And I think what gives me this like elongated sense of happiness or hopefulness is being able to step back and see the bigger picture. Like I think about my family, I FaceTime them every day, if not twice a day. I think about my future with Philip. I think about growing old with my friends, like you two. And I think about how, you know, this weird time run by the worst president in America's history will only be this like speck in our lifetime. And I guess you can say that that is actually practicing gratitude. Gratitude can really save you and has saved me from spiraling, right? Like when you're in a shitty situation and you can actually focus on gratitude of what you have, you actually do have the power to shift your perspective of wherever you are in the moment. And you can start, you know, finding more joy instead of more sadness. And I, and I, I keep thinking, especially with this like quarantine stuff, it's like you just have to take one step in one direction and that leads to many more steps. And it does take that little shift in perspective to to, you know, kind of directionally shift the car if it's going in a different bad, turn, you know. make us, turn, Take us into a U-turn, Helen. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that thing. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I, I think to, like, just summarize what I'm saying here, the formula that has worked for me is, one, knowing your values. Two, seeing the bigger picture, not focusing on just, like, what is happening today and why does this suck? And three, practicing gratitude. Mm-hmm. Those three things have been an extremely helpful combination for me to find um, hopefulness and light in times of darkness. How about for you, Mel? I guess the ways I'm trying to find happiness. One is to take care of my mental health. I want to continue with therapy. And I started doing morning pages. So I do journal typically, but I thought to change it up the way I journal, right? New experiences, right? So changing the way I journal. So my therapist also gave me this prompt or this activity to do. She said, you know what? Won't you write out your affirmations? Because I think when I felt lonely and everything felt mundane, I was losing sight of who I was or who I am. And she said, write out your affirmations. So when you feel kind of like you're losing ground, then you have this list to refer to. So I kind of incorporate that into my, my morning pages. And for me also, I like journaling because it helps me identify what I'm feeling. So then I can take action. So journaling is one thing. The second thing is also to change up my scenery. I think being in LA all the time in my little room, it, it can be kind of suffocating. So I think about, you know, going home more often and obviously driving and taking the right, you know, getting tested before going and quarantining for two weeks, all that stuff. But just something I'm, I'm thinking about is like going home and seeing my family. The last thing I'm trying to do um, that she recommended to me that also makes me think of this quote is, Happiness is not found, it's created. You know, I think sometimes if you're just kind of like letting yourself just do the everyday task, you're not only creating this new experience for you to actually be happy. And so I started writing a list that I called the happy list, and it's on my laptop, of new experiences I want to try out or do. So for example, I have things like, um, on my list I say, you know, do more water sports. You know, I think I recently found out that I may not be athletic in terms of like, I hate hiking, ugh. Mel doesn't like walking. Um, no, I don't like walking unless I'm distracted when I'm walking because like, my legs get really itchy. Um, <laughs> it's a thing. My friends are back home. They're like, Mel, why do you get itchy in five minutes? Like, I, I don't know. Is it sweat? No, it's like blood circulation. circulation. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe just because I'm out of shape. That's what it's, I Googled it. Uh, <laughs> but I really lo- love to swim. And so for me, like you guys... I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty decent swimmer, and yeah, you I'll, were at JV in high school. Oh, JV, but I quit. <laughs> <laughs> JV ain't oh, impressive. Or, like 
<laughs> Janet just called you out. Bitch, you were just on JV. Okay. <laughs> to me, I was like, that's a uh, that's good, right? Because you were on a team. Like oh, JV, you're you were on a Dude, swim you're team. A, varsity. a swim team. I was on a swim sure, team. Sure. Yeah. Um, a you can swim. Team. You can swim faster than both of us. Let's just yes. say that. Yeah. Well, I don't know about Janet, but for sure me. Yeah. yeah. No, for I'm, I'm not a fast swimmer. <laughs> but I, I realized, you know, maybe it's my water sign or my Pisces side, but I love wa- the element of water. So on my list, I wrote, like, do more water sports. So that's me, you know, trying to skimboard and learning how to surf and maybe do paddle boarding. And also on this, on this list, I wrote things like girls' night out activities. So I have, like, you know, um, a date night. And I, because I had this realization, I was like, you know, yes, I am lonely and it'd be nice to go on a date, but you know what? I'm going to create a date for myself and give it to my friends. You know, so I, I messaged Helen Jen. I was like, hey, when are you free? I want to take you guys both out on a date. Because I think it'd be kind of nice, you know? The only date I will have gone on this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know about that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just like different things, you know, and I, I do, you guys know, like I love cooking in the kitchen, but even adding a new, like a new element to it, like what is something I don't usually do? I don't bake. I love to cook, so I don't bake. And I was like, well, let me just try baking, you know, different types of cookies and maybe giving it to my friends. So just trying different things out. And I also have my list to like plan, plan more events for my friends. Like I have drive through movies or like a fancy picnic, or I really do want to do a paddle boarding trip with just a couple of us. So creating these experiences is something that I have, um, that I'm trying to prioritize. And so those are ways that I'm trying to find happiness again. We understand everyone is going through different things in their personal life. We hope this episode serves as a starting point to finding light when you need it the most. There was this poem that's been circulating that we wanted to share by poet Leslie Dwight, and it says, What if 2020 is the year we've been waiting for? A year so uncomfortable, so painful, so scary, so raw, that it finally forces us to grow. A year that screams so loud, finally awakening us from our ignorant slumber. A year we finally accept the need for change. Declare change, work for change, and become the change. A year we finally band together instead of pushing each other further apart. 2020 isn't canceled, but rather the most important year of them all. As the world continues to have a reckoning, figure out ways you can individually better yourself so you can help better the world. We hope everyone is doing okay and staying safe during this time. And ask yourself, how am I doing? (laughs) Really? (laughs) How are you really doing? Vroom, vroom. (laughs) We have some partnerships that we'd like to share with you all, uh, BetterHelp and School Mass Pack, as well as some other brand partnerships. The links and codes can be found in our show notes. For more partnership discounts, you can head to our website, asianbossgirl.com partners. You can find us in all the podcasting platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a rating and a review at Asian Boss Girl. And if you'd like to support us through monthly donations, you can do so at anchor.fm slash asianbossgirl support. We are also very active on social. Our handle is at Asian Boss Girl. If you resonated with today's episode, please leave us a comment on how you're finding hope during this time in our most recent Instagram post or screen cap this podcast, tag us, and we can reshare on our IG stories. We also have a new line of merch that came out this month, our summer 2020 collection. Go take a look at asianbossgirl.myshopify.com. You can also find us on YouTube where we have started posting some fun videos. Subscribe at Asian Boss Girl. And thank you so much to our super talented editor, Michelle, for working all her magic on our episodes, including this one. Woo! Thank you so much. Seriously. Uh, <laughs> catch us on the next episode. Vroom, vroom. Bye. Bye.